Sorry, I was just doing my work on the computer. But thank you. But welcome to the Global Gag. Please show your lo share your location or Twitter handle in chat along with us. Any questions you have, um, I will gladly answer them. I beg of you. Subscribe to your YouTube channel for future events. Enjoy the show! Welcome, everyone. Oh, I'm so glad we got that intro twice. Woohoo! <laughs> they didn't see it the second time. They just saw the first time. Oh, I didn't wow. get you live yet. She's we cute nonetheless. Nonetheless, we are so cute. excited. <laughs> We're so excited for you all to join us today. Uh, we are so happy to be presenting with uh, GEG APAC and coming alongside and are so grateful to Adriana Assel, who we see in the chat. Uh, thank you so much for allowing us to come and share our hearts for instructional coaching. Um, I am Shannon Moore. Uh, and just a little bit about me is I'm a secondary ELA and speech teacher. So I do teach full time. I'm also my school site tech coach. Uh, I live in uh, Visalia, California, which is Central California, right in the middle. Um, and I'm excited to be here with you guys. Let's go ahead and meet the rest of the team. Hey, everyone. I'm Becky Calling. I'm an instructional coach in Southern California, Newhall School District. I am newly minted Google certified coach. I'm super excited. I even wore my shirt that you can't see, but um, <laughs> I did wear the shirt. I'm also a Google certified trainer, uh, GEG leader of SoCal global GEG leader and GEG US West mentor, and super excited to be here with all of you today. Hey, everybody. Uh, one, I just want to say Adriana is a filter. Um, two, I am Bonnie Chalette. I, uh, I'm I'm the, one of the founders of the Global GEG um, and GEG South Louisiana. I'm an innovator, a trainer, and I just submitted my coach application, so hopefully a coach soon. Um, so happy to be here. So lucky to be with these guys. This is great. So let's, I'm ready to get started. All right. Unmute myself here. I am Jared Johnson, and I'm also very happy to be here and to, to be with my um, colleagues here in Global GEG. Um, so a little bit about me. I'm a digital learning coach in Lexington, South Carolina, uh, stationed at Gilbert Middle School, which is uh, for us grades six through 12 or six through eight. Um, I am a Google certified innovator, a Google certified coach. In fact, I was part of the pilot program that became the Google certified coach. And then I'm also a trainer and leader of uh, GEG South Carolina. I'm also a mentor coach for um, the Google for Education uh, coaching uh, program through EdTech Team. All right, thank you all for joining us. We are gonna run this like a panel. And um, so we're gonna switch off who the moderator is and we'll go through it that way just to give you a feel for how things are. But please introduce yourself in the chat. We wanna, we wanna know who is here and give some shout outs, add your Twitter handle and all of that. And our first moderator is Bonnie. All right, my hobby is talking while I'm on mute. Um, <laughs> 
I'm the worst. So, all right, guys. So first, I want to talk about what is instructional coaching. So let's go, panel. All right. So I'll answer this one. Instructional coaching is somebody who works one-on-one -on -one with teachers. Somebody who doesn't do like one-time session with, sessions with teachers, but truly engages in a coaching cycle or in a challenge-based cycle where you're able to build relationships with that teacher you're working with, ask questions, do research together or find research for the teacher that you're supporting. I find that instructional coaching is truly about giving. It's You're not asking anything in return. You're not evaluating the teacher in any way, shape, or form. You are supporting. You are finding resources to help them meet their current challenges and you are focused on that teacher goal. So while you yourself as a coach have your own goals, when you're working with a teacher during a cycle, you are focused on that teacher's goals and how you are going to support them in meeting their goal. Yeah. I would also like to add, I think a lot of the time, you know, um, everything Becky said was right on. And I also think that there is an element of uh, student learning, right? Um, I think that at the end of the day, the ultimate goal really as an instructional coach is to support the, uh, the educator you're working with, but also really to enhance the student learning because that's all of our goals, right? All right, but there is a difference between tech support and instructional coaching, I think. There yeah, is. so we just, just a review. I'm supposed to summarize, guys. I'm supposed to oh. summarize. Uh, Becky has us like organized, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Like instructional coaching is, is definitely more one-to-one, -one, like non-punitive, non-evaluative. Um, and like Shannon said, but in the end, we're all working towards student growth together. All right. So move, Jared wants to talk more to that about- next one, there is a question in the chat though. I think that maybe uh, one of us could answer. So can anyone ask for a coach or does a school assign? It, I think that it might depend on where you're at. For me, anyone can ask for a coach. I work across the district with 10 sites and it is 100% voluntary. And so anyone's allowed to ask for a coach. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, yeah. we, uh, we're, we're one to one in, in our school. So there's one of me in, our, in each of our secondary schools. So I'm, I'm building based. Okay. And for the coach certification though, if that's what you're asking about anybody, anybody that's doing like any kind of one-on-one -on -one stuff can apply. School does not have to nominate you or anything like that. Yeah. I know at our site, there have been a couple instances where some newer teachers who are maybe struggling, especially these days with like the, the whole virtual reality uh, where the principal kind of comes alongside and helps kind of um, match some individuals up with our coaches. So I think it really just depends on the site. Great question. Keep them coming. All right. Do you want me to go All ahead right. and answer this one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. All right. Um, so the difference between a tech coach and uh, tech support. So this is, this is kind of a, for me, Personally, it's a, it's a fine line to walk, but really tech support I, in my eyes is you're going in and you're, you're fixing the device or repairing the software or installing um, something for that teacher. Um, 
But coaching, again, like what Becky and Shannon have said earlier, it is providing the teacher one-on-one -on -one support with using a instructional strategy or a technology tool. Um, but it's also making them comfortable in using the technology to where they feel confident in trying to tackle issues that may come up. Uh, for me, what I like to do um, is when a teacher has a problem, you know, sometimes the technician is not always available. So they'll grab me out of the hallway to say, hey, can you come fix this or can you look at this? And my rule of thumb is if it takes less than five minutes to either diagnose or fix it, then I'm more than happy to do it because usually you can spark some kind of conversation with it. Um, one of my favorite ones is my printer's not working. Can you come help me with that? And I always go, well, you know, if you uh, sign up for a coaching cycle, I could show you how to not use that, that printer as often as you do right now, therefore taking away any issues that you keep having with it. So you kind of have to, for me, it's walking a fine line. But again, if it's something I can quickly do, it makes the teacher happy. And it's all about building that relationship. For sure. Absolutely. So there was another question. Uh, I think, Jennifer, we, we appreciate your question. I think we'll get to that just a little bit later with the support that is out there. Um, so if you just hold on to that question, we'll go ahead and answer it. Sound good? Yeah, and just to, to kind of summarize what Jared said, um, I definitely think like there is a fine line. It's, it's totally support that. Um, but and for me, I feel like tech support builds trust. Like I can, it, it's my way into their room. Hey, I'm gonna fix your printer and we're gonna talk about this while I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, like you definitely like, like Jared said, it, it's a way to encourage them to join in on that coaching cycle and get rid of that printer. Um, fantastic, fantastic. All right, let's move on. Here we go. So the next question that I have for you, as I'll moderate the this next part, how do you garner the support of your administration? And I'm going to have Jared kick us off with answering this one. All right. Well, not everybody's lucky enough to have a very supportive administration. I feel very blessed where I'm at that my administration is very supportive. However, um, they're very busy people. So how do you get their support when it comes to coaching? And a lot of that is, you know, building those relationships with teachers and helping them with different things. Maybe it's not a full on coaching cycle, but you've walked into their room and you've helped them implement a tool or strategy because teachers really like to talk and share their successes. So they'll share their successes with other people in the hallway and they will definitely go to the, their administration to tell them about successes that they're having because they also want that positive feedback um, and support from their administration. So that's one of the ways I like to do it, but also too is helping teachers tell their own stories. So um, using social media like Twitter to tweet out, you know, what they're doing in their classroom, sharing successes, maybe some failures about failing forward, but getting that word out there. And if their administrator is on Twitter, you know, tagging their administrator, tagging their school, um, maybe even school district as a way to, to share their message and to show, oh, something really good is happening in so-and-so's class. I should go in and, and take a look. Well, that's worked, worked uh, for yeah. me in the past. Second that, uh, I love like, that. Principals tend to be competitive and they like when you're showcasing their school. They're like, hey, you can come and brag on us anytime. And then I, I totally agree too that like um, helping the admin, um, you know, like maybe not coaching them, but, but putting them like 
not, you know, on a cycle, like, hey, let's try this. And then you implement it like a secret cycle Um, because they need help, too. And uh, Mm -hmm. that'll definitely when they see you show up on campus, they're like, so glad you're here. Come on, you know, come in. I have questions and then you can go see my teacher. Definitely. Wonderful. And really, it's rounding this out. It really is about the relationships. It's relationships with teachers to build up that coaching relationship, a relationship with admin and finding out if they're that competitive type. And you, you both hit it spot on. What admin doesn't want to be showcased? There, I don't know a single admin out there who's like, don't tell anybody about the good stuff. Like, keep that a secret. No, they, they want to show that off like crazy. So beautifully said. This next question, how do you create a culture of coaching at a school site? And before I dive into answering, there was a question in the chat around, is this only for school districts or for private schools? Coaching can happen anywhere. So just know this is for any type of coaching at any school in any setting. Um, But how do you create that culture of coaching at your site? And let's have uh, Jared kick us off again and then Shannon. Sure. Um, One of the things I like to do is, again, encouraging teachers to share their story. The more they share, the more um, they put themselves out there and get attention, uh, the more the excitement kind of spreads about, hey, you know, you should try this. You know, Jared showed me this. You should try it. And then it kind of goes and spreads from there. Uh, Of course, having admin support. So, again, going back to that first question is you kind of you're building building to it. It's not an overnight change. I can tell you that I've lived, lived this coaching model for four years now. It's definitely not an overnight change, but after four years, there's definitely, you will see a culture shift where the teachers want um, you to come into their classrooms. They want that kind of support um, from you. And they're always, you know, hopefully we'll be like, Oh, when can we start another coaching cycle? Um, I always like to have a little bit of fun. I'm the crazy person. So um, I wear capes. I wear costumes. I do a lot of weird things as a as a coach to just get attention from, you know, the teachers. It makes the teachers laugh. It makes the students laugh. Um, And then I also give badges. So I was actually working on today badges for teachers I have on a cycle right now that are um, doing some really good stuff with student engagement or breakout rooms, things like that, that I can go, all right, you have successfully done this a couple of times. So you get a, get a badge. Um, and then the other thing is too, just celebrating. Um, cause the more you celebrate one teacher, you give a shout out, um, again, like faculty meetings, social media, uh, just sending out an email to the entire staff, just saying, Hey, so-and-so, did a breakout room in math. The kids really loved it. Check out these pictures. They were engaged. Um, and then it, it builds a lot of, oh, okay, well, can that be done in my classroom? And it, and hopefully it will grow and grow and grow. And, and like I said, over the years, culture will definitely change. Yeah, absolutely. Something to celebrate. Always, always time for a celebration with Mr. Jared. And I love that about him. Uh, You have so much love in the chat regarding your trainings, Jared. And I think that's just because you make an impact in a large way in that regard. Thank you. Uh Um, So I, I would say, you know, we've had an interesting experience at our, at our school site. Uh, There isn't actually, there hasn't been in the past, like any type of coaching culture. Uh, There's always been those informal connections and, you know, kind of guiding people along Uh, but you know, this year with the whole shift, uh, you know, myself, I I approached my administration and said, you know, we need to do something to get our staff ready. 
Um, and this was during the summer. Fortunately, then we had some opportunity to add a couple site tech coaches. Um, and how we've kind of proceeded forward to ensure that like kind of get our feet wet and get people excited about what could be is really truly just making it easy and accessible and available and making ourselves available. So um, we will be tweeting this uh, slide deck out from our Twitter handle uh, after the show. So you can check it out. And as you can see up on the top right, there's a Google form that's linked. One way that our site made ourselves available is we created a uh, tech support slash coaching kind of form that we made available to our staff and they could click on there. Um, I used the uh, you know auto kind of response add-on to the form and it allows the kind of the teachers get an email right away when they submit saying we will contact you in 24 to 48 hours. Um, and it just made us, uh, it allowed us to say, we're here for you. Anything that you need, we will support. Now, a lot of that form is tech support, but I wanna go back to what Bonnie said, you know, in those moments where you are fixing the tech support, kind of the tech support moments, it does give you an opportunity to dialogue and converse about, you know, who these people are and what do they, where do they, where do they need to go and what are their needs and what are their gripes, which we'll get to later. And um, that eventually opens the door to potential coaching cycles. Uh, and so I just, I think that making yourself available, there is a stigma I've heard uh, across the board regarding instructional coaches and this idea of tech support. I'm not here for tech support. Um, and I just think that that's a little backwards. I think that, you know, Bonnie said it perfectly. I just can't keep going back to what she's saying, you know, building that relationship is ideal. Um, and so maybe something like that could kind of get the ball rolling for you at your site. Um, and I don't know, maybe it'll, maybe it'll uh, allow for a, a position to be open. I love both of your perspectives because Jared, you've been doing this for so long. You have really built up that culture. And if you're not following Jared on on Twitter, I do recommend it because he posts pictures of himself, himself in his capes and in his costumes and all of that. So do follow him to see this because this is, I don't think you could walk in on day one, not knowing the teachers at all in a cape and build their trust. You have to have that relationship first. And he has done that. And so I, I love hearing that because you do have that deep-rooted relationship of many years of working with the teachers. And then Shannon, you're in a setting where you're just getting started with your teachers. You're starting at like, how can I show you that we're accessible and available? We're going to start with a form. We are available. We're here for you. We're here to support you. So do check out the form and we are going to share it out or the uh, slides. We're going to share it out, but just making yourself available and hearing these different perspectives. So keep your questions coming in the chat because we are coming at coaching from so many different levels and we, we want to be able to answer those for you. But thank you both for, for sharing. Our next question that we're going to look at is what challenges have you had as an instructional coach this year? Keeping in mind this year has been, wow, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> so Bonnie, we're going to have you kick us off and then Shannon. This year was crazy. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I now have 14 schools, which is super exciting. I did have like 27. So now I only serve 14 schools, um, which, you know, so much better. Um, but this, this year has been crazy. And I think my, now I will say teachers came to training. They came to trainings all summer, like they were willing to learn but I feel like their big challenge is like letting somebody in and putting themselves 
like making themselves vulnerable in this environment that is new to them. Like they don't want me coming in the room. They don't want me in their virtual classrooms. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want you in there. Um, and for me, that's been the biggest challenge, like getting in and doing those observations. No, they don't want me in there. Um, it, it takes a second to like really, you know, warm up to them on that and be like, I'm just here to help even in the virtual classroom. Um, and I also think my teachers are like, they're like, I cannot learn one more thing. Like no more things. They're going to come at me with pitchforks and I come with one new tech tool. Um, you know, like they're like no more bunny, but you know, I've been like, Hey, you have to like sell it. Like, Hey, I'm going to teach you this thing that's going to save you time. Um, and I started starting with training. Like, I'm going to save you 20 minutes by doing this. And they're like, okay, I'll do it. Um, so those have been been definitely time. Um, people are building out. It's like everybody is a first-year teacher. Um, you remember your first-year teaching, you spent, like, you're constantly working because um, you had to, to build from scratch. And so I definitely think um, we won't even – everybody knows everybody's tired. Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Truth. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, like – for me, you know, um, I think I'm the only one on this panel that actually like also is in the classroom full time. And so to balance out um, at my school site, because we don't have uh, like a coach position or instructional coach position uh, at any of our sites, they're all district coach positions. Um, you know, we didn't have like a full, you know, full time position for a coach at our site. And so I did have to, you know, sell one of my prep periods. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's a extra period to plan that teachers get at the secondary level and um, to be a coach. And I, and I'm okay with that. I chose that, but, you know, being a, being a high school teacher and having a full-time load, plus uh, being one of the only like site coaches at my school site of 2,400 students and over hundred teachers, uh, it has been an interesting balance. I think that has been, uh, in addition to what you know, Bonnie said about teacher discouragement and finding the time. I think it's been a really interesting, um, you know, trek uh, to figure out how to balance. And I know I'm not mm -hmm. alone. I mean, just because these individuals aren't in the classroom doesn't mean that they're, you know, not balancing no, everything. No, I don't know how you're doing I mean, it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. no way. I mean, we have we have parents Crazy. in the room. I mean, global GEG leaders across the board, right? Everybody has their responsibilities. Um, and, but it, it is a challenge. It's a challenge to, you know, make myself available when people need it. And that's been the, that's been like the hardest thing for me as an instructional coach to really adjust to this year is, you know, I can't be everything for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, as a person that like, that's been a struggle, right? If I can't be there when they need me, then what are they going to do? But, um, I've done a lot of deep diving into this idea that I don't have to be the hero as an instructional coach. And, and that's really helped me kind of uh, get to an even playing field with, um, you know, the, my, the educators I'm working with, because I didn't know what it was like to be a tech or instructional coach. And so it's been a balance this year to try to figure out what does that role actually mean? Um, thank God I have the awesomeness of the people on this panel, as well as a bunch of other people uh, that I know I can go to in global GEG. Um, but yeah, balance and, and teacher discouragement is really, uh, really has been the challenge, I think, for me this year. And I've been doing this, I was trying to think in my head, like six years. And I feel like six years ago, I really had no clue what I was doing. And now they have like these frameworks and these models. And I was like, I wish I had this six years ago and I was just winging it. Um, but also, uh, Jennifer, I saw you in the chat talking about like managing your time. And I know that everybody here 
is is good at my calendar i've had to make it really intentional like okay i'm gonna spend this time with you and this is the time you got um and i also and i've talked about them open chat like scheduled time for today's crisis like because something's going to happen so like i'll schedule all my time with people and then i'm like okay this chunk is for whatever happened today that's on fire just my personal way of managing it i love what you both said you really i mean i, I think you harnessed how all coaches are currently feeling right now. I'm in a very different setting than, we, we are all in a different setting, right? Like I'm elementary only, you're all secondary, Shannon's in the classroom, but we are all running into the challenges of time. We're running into the challenges yeah. of like, being able to balance our schedules because you're spot on. If we give so much of ourselves, then are we really, when we're meeting with a teacher, able to give them what they need or are we turning into that like one more thing, you know? Um, so I, I appreciate everything you said. And I, I think we have a lot to, to learn and grow together. And it really, I, I don't know that this is something you can do on an island by yourself. So thank you for sharing. Uh, ask, ask questions in the chat about any of this, please. We, we want to hear from Jen you too. Me. <laughs> in the chat, I need to share something though, because like every time something breaks, like I get 72 emails like within 30 seconds. So now I have like apology email templates. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That must be so hard for you. And I just copy and paste it. Um, I know nobody from my district's here and they know what I'm doing. But yeah, like I just kind of have those apology emails ready to apologize when things break. So sometimes that is helpful to have a Google Doc and, you know, starred apologies. Yeah. I love that. And if you would share in the chat, like, what have been your challenges as a coach this year? Yeah. So, so please do share that in the chat. And as you're answering that, we are going to go on to the next question, which is how have you helped a teacher? So think of a teacher in particular. How have you helped a teacher transform their classroom practice? Because we really are in the business of helping teachers transform. And let's start with Jared and move on to Bonnie. And then Shannon, if you want to jump in, you can. Sure. I think um, some of my my favorite stories of, of transforming classroom practices with with teachers has been in terms of student engagement because you know everybody struggles with getting everybody in class engaged or being able to to get data on every student as to whether or not they're they're learning the content and so when you can show teachers strategies or tools that can that can really help them and make life easier for them it's it's really fantastic like i'm a, a teacher right now that's been struggling with that same thing and she's a veteran she came back from retirement because of a teacher shortage that we have and so she's been very eager to learn new tricks and it's just been awesome to watch i, I came into her room today um and she was like let me show you what i did with pear deck and it was like Oh, this is so awesome. And, you know, so thing, things like that, that, you know, are a lot of, a lot of fun to see teachers have those aha moments or, you know, like, Oh my God, this was great. This, this really helped. And then seeing teachers I've helped years ago at another school, the fact that they're still using those same strategies and things like hyperdoc stuff that we created five, five years ago, they're still, you know, working on. And it's just so cool. Um, Jared, do you want to get this question or? Oh, rest is a great question. <laughs> Sorry. Do you think is it? Which question is it? I'm sorry, guys. I 
lost. No, so do you think educators, uh, like, do you come across educate? Sorry, do you come across educators who would? Oh, it went away now. Uh, put it <laughs> who would want to find answers to all the small things and like with help? Do you come across educators who want help finding answers to all the small things so they don't have to try it all by themselves? Yes, you, you, there's there's a lot of, lot of there's some teachers who just want you to give them one answer, one tool, and be gone, um, and then other ones that you know that look for small things or want that want that support. Like, oh well, what about let's try this next? Or here's another challenge I have. Can we can we do this? Um, I think with that, I'm hoping I'm answering your question right. Um, the the thing is getting them to focus um, in a coaching cycle. You know. According to the program, you can have up to eight weeks uh, on a coaching cycle. And so a lot of teachers think, oh, I got eight weeks so I can have all my problems solved in eight weeks. And it really, um, in my experience, doesn't work that way. It really is focusing on one. And if you really get that one completed um, or accomplished, then trying to do maybe a second one. But um, yeah, there are a lot of them that are just like, oh, what about this? What about that? Little small things. And then again, there's other ones who are like, all right, how do I do this? Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Sure. But I, I take it as a conversation. So I'm like, hey, they asked for help. I gave them hopefully something. I hope cross my fingers it works because if it doesn't, I'll hear about it. But you will hear about it. They will give you feedback. Uh -huh. Don't worry about that. You get some feedback. I don't <laughs> want to ask for it all the time. Like I'm nervous. Um, yeah, great answer, Jared. Do you want to elaborate more? I don't want to interrupt. Jared's so good. Um, <laughs> Just want to I listen for to me, him forever. I know, I know. My current project, I'm super excited about. Um, we, okay, so a little bit. My district is back face-to-face. -face. Um, but we have a lot of teachers who are like, we still have kids at home. So they're like having to share their screen and teach. I do not know how they're doing it. Um, I, I'm blown away. So, and they're so nervous. I'm like, look at what you're doing um so i've got teachers doing that but we also created like a virtual school um just and, and so we just rolled it out and so i've got te we've got a, it's a small group like we started just with elementary so i'm working with those teachers one-on-one -on -one. and we can really plan like they don't have to worry about oh we're going to shift back to hybrid next week or anything like we can really structure it out just virtual because they're not worried about when we're going back to back and it, it's been fun. And so next week I'm meeting with them. Like they all agreed to do one-on-one -on -one and we're going to kind of work on stuff. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Current project. Yeah. I would say this year, the biggest, uh, you know, I, in anticipation for, for virtual teaching, um, if you know me at all, research is kind of my thing. I absolutely adore it and love it. Um, and so starting like in March when we went virtual, um, because we are still virtual, we're, we're likely not going to go back anytime soon. Definitely not uh, until at least, I mean, Becky's in, in California as well. Most Californians know uh, we're just not going back. We're, we're doing real real bad with the COVID numbers. Um, so starting March, we're I knew are we. that, we're just yeah, back. everybody is, I guess, everybody <laughs> across the world are. Um, and unfortunately, you guys have I'm that disgusted. extra challenge, which is scary. Um, but I did a lot of research and dove into, you know, what is virtual teaching and how, what are the shifts um, in preparation for, you know, coming back to school. And so the biggest thing I think that has been uh, kind of a good piece at our site that I, I've implemented with my other tech coach is the idea that like, 
we're really trying to change the shift of, you know, just because it doesn't look necessarily like it looked when you were face to face or traditional, doesn't mean like it's bad, right? And so that shift really does need to happen, but also assuring teachers that like, give yourself some grace, understand that like, you're not gonna have all the answers. It's just, it's just the way it is. We're all figuring this out together. And so really kind of like, like we talked about earlier, building those relationships and, and, and allowing for that like open dialogue and trust about it's okay to get discouraged, reach out. There's been a better culture of community that's been developed, I think at our site. Um, and it's allowing teachers to really kind of take a little bit more risk um, in, in their classroom and lesson designs. And we've been focusing a lot on inquiry. One thing that um, for those of you that are like, you know, maybe thinking about start trying to get a site coach uh, or a district coach, um, you know, established in your at your site. Um, I started volunteering to lead like our we have what are staff development sessions every single month. Um, where essentially we it's professional learning or professional development, um, you know, sessions. And I started to kind of um, offer my services to lead those. And in that, I'm able to kind of identify like the areas where teachers are struggling without straight up being like, where are you struggling? Right. Or the, the principal being like this person, I watched them. They're really struggling in X, Y, Z. Go fix it. It allows me to like, you know, you talked earlier about that secret cycle. Um, it kind of is that that idea, that idea that like, you know, you lead the PD, you get that feedback form at the end and you can then say, oh, shoot. Yeah, this person needs some support there. And so you can then reach out because you led the PD. And so what better way to make that connection after the fact and then kind of build on that? Um, so just a suggestion. It's worked for, for us at our site. OK, Shannon, though, stop telling my secrets. OK. <laughs> I've learned from the best, guys. Learn from the best. I love this. Thank you all for sharing. This is a really big one. And you'll what you've noticed, I'm sure, the common theme is that there's not a simple solution answer. Now, like, how have you helped a teacher transform? It's different for all of us. It's different in every cycle. It's different with each teacher. It's different how we get started and all of that. So it's all about trying things on and failing forward, learning from each other, sharing your ideas. And um, so I thank you all for sharing. This is actually going to dive into our next section, which is all around becoming certified so you have that community behind you to help you as you go through this process. Yeah. So obviously we are called, uh, we are the leaders of EC Open Chat, which the EC comes from Google for Education. Google for Education Certified Coach Program. And it all started with a spark and a vision and a very, very dedicated and tenacious individual who likes to just jump um, and, and get things going. But before we jump to EC Open Chat, I did want to maybe talk to the panelists a little bit about what is this certified coaching certification? Like, what, what exactly do, does it include? What, what are the processes? All those things. So um, I'd love to hear on this one, Becky, Jared, can you guys give some insight into actually what the certification is? Well, I can, I'll give a, just a brief history of it. Um, so this started out known as the Dynamic Learning Project, which was a research project by Google for Education and Digital Promise to figure out what were the best ways to do technology coaching. And so through the 
original four years or three years of the project, they had developed the five-step um, coaching, challenge-based coaching model, which is what the Google for Education Certified Coach program is. And so what's really cool is all the data, all the, all the lessons we learned in that, in that pilot phase has been, been turned into this, this curriculum that you um, will go through in order to become a certified coach. And it's fantastic. Like when I can say, when you implement it uh, with fidelity, you can really not only change your way of coaching, but you can really have that impact on school culture in your building. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So just to build off of what Jared was saying, uh, first off, I love that we have the OG of ECs, which is Jared, and he, he does have all the insights on, on Google EC, but I have to say when this program came out and when I saw that there was a full-blown curriculum for coaches that's 100% free, you get the curriculum prior to getting certified. Like, let me tell you right now, my district was spending so much money on paying people to come in and train us coaches so that we could then go out and coach. And then this came out and I was like, whoa, 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 this is free. It's good. <laughs> it's like really good. And I get to take everything I've learned in the past and really like polish up my skills and I'm still growing and I'm still learning, but you go through that curriculum uh, and we'll get into more of that later. You go through the curriculum, that five-step coaching model, and then you get that community of coaches. Mm -hmm. There's, I believe, 170, I could be wrong, but around 170 certified coaches right now. Uh, and it's nice to know that I've got a place to go and I can ask questions and learn from other certified coaches who have been through that, that same curriculum. And two, to know that you're not alone with those 170 people, you know, we kind of get can sometimes get bogged down in our own buildings and our own bubbles. And so it's great to, to use that hashtag. Um, to reach out to the community to say, hey, what have you tried? What has worked for you? What has not worked for you? It's, it's fantastic to be able to reach out to such a large group of people. Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, the, like, I agree with all of them. The, the curriculum's fantastic. You know, a lot of the time, um, and I think Bonnie put it in her chat too, or in the chat, like, you don't expect the curriculum when you're going for certification. Sometimes it's just like a process. Right. You just go through it because, you know, at the end of it, it's like your ultimate goal. Um, but like Jared said and Becky reiterated, like it absolutely is a very enriching program. Um, and I encourage anybody who even if you're not ready to get to the point where you're going to apply for uh, the Google certification or coach certification, maybe check it out. Um, you know, the links in the chat and it, it's some good stuff. It, it, it doesn't just talk about like coaching. It talks about the psychology behind connections and relationships. Um, and really, truly, you know, uh, how to to lead adult learners, which, in my opinion, can can really support all relationships, you know, within the educational landscape. So I think it's pretty awesome. I'll say the challenge menu makes it all worth it. You got a challenge. Look for it in the menu and see what you can come up with. Yes. So I guess this next question, it takes it a step further uh, after they, you know, kind of become familiar with the uh, program. Uh, how do they actually achieve the certification? What are the steps? Uh, you guys want to speak to that one? Yeah, definitely. You just did it. You want to go ahead and uh, and speak to that? Yeah, I'll, I'll speak to this one and then Jared jump in. 
the first thing you're going to do is complete the curriculum and there's no time limit. That's I love this. There is no time limit. You don't have to do it within X number of days. You actually should be doing the curriculum as you're trying it on. So it should take some time. Once you've completed the curriculum, you're then going to <clears throat> do the coach skills assessment. I want to say it's like 45 questions and it's free. So I will say it's free because not all Google for education assessments are free. This one is. Once you finish the assessment, um, you will then go through, or as you're going through the curriculum, you're going to go through one to two coaching cycles with teachers. So you get to try it on. And then it's all about um, obtaining your level one and level two certifications. So just making sure you have those in the bag. We do have supports to help with that. Uh, we've got the global GEG bootcamp. Check those out. And then you create your coaching portfolio where you come up with your three artifacts because you should have been trying all this on, right? So you're trying it on. And as you do all of this, like you're not alone. So you get a chance to actually try it out, send in your application, a quick three minute, five minute, five minute video. I should know I didn't do it that long ago. Five, oh, wait, eight, am I seeing three, eight or five? <laughs> I want to say it's five. Once again, on mute. No, it's three to five. Five. Three, to okay. Five. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I went to four minutes and fifty nine seconds because I yes, you are. I yes, you are. a lot clearly. Um, but you're just going through the whole process of really trying on cycles, and then you apply to be a coach to show I've got some skills. I've tried it out. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so there are steps that you do have to take. Uh, Jared, did you want to elaborate on any of the the process or Bonnie, you guys, you too, you just submitted. Congratulations. Well, um, you know, like, like Bonnie's like, uh, not Bonnie, like Becky said, you are, you're trying it on as you do it. So that's kind of the neat thing. There's no, there's no rush to get it done. In fact, you shouldn't, you shouldn't rush it because you do want that in portfolio to really have some good data that you can present um, in your application. So yeah, take your time with it you know, read the curriculum, implement a little bit of something, go back, just take, take your time. And yeah, like she said, I like that. Try it on, you know, you're doing it, try it on as you go. <laughs> uh, I watched Becky's video. It was great. Um, it was like mine. I had to edit it out. You don't realize how much you talk, but I did just stuff at mine. So hopefully I told them, you know, either I'll get in or I'll get some good feedback about how to fix it. So. I did just a minute now. I was I'm excited funny. for all of them. I'm the only uh, leader of the EC Open Chat that actually hasn't submitted their certification, but I really uh, feel good about what Jared just said and the fact that there is no rush. Um, you know, and I, as someone who's just starting out, you know, you, it takes some time to collect the data. And um, fortunately, there are so many resources out there to help. Uh, resources being people and all over uh, the curriculum and the internet. And um, so you know, we, we, we know that there is a process just like with anything. Uh, and that process is sometimes scary. Um, but there is no rush. You take it at your own pace and, and do what you need to do to, you know, meet that goal eventually. That's right. So the next part we're going to get into, which Jared's going to moderate, but we are going to get into EC open chat and, um, this came about because of Google EC. So I'll let I'll let Jared take it away. Well, what is hashtag EC open chat? Uh, 
I will ask this of Shannon. Oh, oh, on the spot. Here we go. Um, you know, if I had to define EC Open Chat, I would say it's like a network of like coaches, if we're doing it at the base level, because it's really two levels, okay? It's a network of coaches who are, uh, you know, coming together, commiserating, encouraging, uh, sharing ideas, um, you know, uh, on their path to achieving the Google Certified Coach. Um, I also think it is an opportunity uh, for individuals who are in the coaching, you know, the coaching world or, or have that title um, put upon them, either formally or informally. It's a space where you can come together and and just be have have a group of like-minded individuals who all understand and get the struggles and 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 the celebrations that you're going through on a daily basis. So um, it's collaboration at its finest, I think. It really is. It is. It is definitely collaboration at its finest. The the chat is always blowing up. There's a lot of good ideas, a lot of support, um, all that stuff that you that you need. It's a great network. That is true. It's, it's a family. Um, it's also, I mean, somebody like to kind of hold. Like I'm going to bother Shannon all week about doing a portfolio. Um, so if you need that accountability piece, like Becky's, like I did my portfolio. I'm like oh, I got to do that. So um, I'm behind. So it, it is fun. There is like we have a big chat. Um, so we, like you have people on demand. Like how are you? It doesn't end because it spans time zones. But um, you know it is like a. You're like what do you mean? It's just a big chat of people, and you're like, hey, does anybody have this? Hey, is anybody using this? And also like Jennifer was talking in the chat. I feel like I'm so glad Jennifer's here. I feel like we were we were besties already. Um, she's like talking about having people to talk to that do the same thing because you do feel like you're an island like mm -hmm. i told if you're the only coach in your building um i've got some teacher friends that i absolutely love that we've been friends for like 13 years when i talk about my job they don't get it like we didn't have to do lunch duty so you don't get it but i did other things and other things are stressful so um it is a good group even if you just like you're like oh my god this is so hard and everybody's like i agree that it's so hard um definitely because like I cannot stress like just the community enough. Yeah, and I would add one more thing. Um, you know, we are not a part of Google. None of us are being paid by Google for no. education. No. Um, all of us are volunteers. Everybody who's participating are volunteers. And, um, you know, so I just wanted to make that clear because I think that there is some, because we use the EC, you know, you, 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 sometimes people make that association, but really, truly, we are just a group of passionate individuals who understand the value in making connections and supporting fellow educators along their journey. Um, and it's never been more of an appropriate and necessary time, I think, uh, than right now when, when so many people across the world are struggling. If at the end of the day, uh, language keeps us from understanding each other, feelings don't and we're all in it together um and so we do have a global community in ec open chat um and so we are eager to you know welcome you all with open arms and hope that you will you know ultimately join us okay taking off the feelings moving on well and the certification is secondary like the community is one the support is one if you want to do the you know if you're going through the process great it is a great process um to go through but like the certification not required um, that's just like a second. And that's what brought us together, but that is not the glue that holds us together. And I and I tweeted out uh, the other day, this is really an inspiring group of people. For me, these, these three women are 
very inspiring to me. The the group in general, the whole chat is just very inspiring. So definitely, if I was going to summarize up that, join the chat. It's an inspiring group of, of like-minded, awesome people. So the next question we have is, and we've probably touched on this already, but what is the vision of our EC Open Chat? We did touch on this and I love that. And I'm not gonna spend a lot of time re repeating everything, but I will say it was initially, so because Google EC was brand new and it was like, uh, what is this program? Okay, let's come together and like talk about it and let's figure out how to submit our applications together. And then we started diving in and it was like, oh, no, it's a community of practice. It's a community of educators, of coaches who are there to support each other. We engage in our uh, book studies, our monthly meetings, and then our open chat, which is always going any time of day because at some point in the day, someone in the world is awake. So it's just there to support what mostly people are joining because they want to get their Google EC. Some of them already have it. And some of them are like, it's not the right time, but I am coaching a teacher here and there. So I want to come for ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, uh, I'm actually going to put Becky on the spot one more time before we transition. Um, so in just a second, Jared is going to give insight to monthly meetings, but I noticed it's also here, you know? And so um, Becky, can you give us a little insight into like our last monthly meeting and kind of the feedback maybe that, that coaches kind of shared with us? Yeah, so that was probably my favorite monthly meeting. I mean, I love them all, but that was probably my favorite. We did role-playing scenarios, and we broke out into breakout, broke out into breakout rooms. Well, that's a great way to say the same thing. <laughs> we went into breakout rooms, and we actually got to do kind of a fish tank where one person practiced as the coach, and the other was the teacher. Here's your scenario. Go over it. And then two others were, two to three others were listening and gave feedback. And, oh, my goodness, I left and was – seriously just like that's the language i need to use oh that's a great way to respond to this and things that i didn't think about and getting to hear them and getting feedback on how i was responding to teachers it was super beneficial and so that's how we're supporting each other is helping each other grow in our practice absolutely and then i would add on top of that you know it's one thing to have theory, right? We're all educators. We understand that like you go to any through any program, they throw the theory down your, your throat, right? And, and a lot of the time it's good stuff, but it's that pragmatic practical action and putting it into play that really truly matters. And so to have that experience, being able to do those role plays really did kind of, um, you know, and I think make all of the theory real and practical in a safe space uh, because we're all working towards the same thing. Uh, we also do a book study, um, and so we we just finished our first book study. Uh, we have other members that are part of our leadership team that could be here today, but uh, Georgina Dean uh, was in charge of the book study initially, and then I came on board and joined her, um, and we went through a piece called Courageous Adventures. And so when we're talking about vision and why do I bring up this book study, well, the connection is this. Like, truly, if it's about resources and growing together, um, we were able to dive into to some solid theory, some solid ideas, some, and then we can dialogue about it in a safe space, build off of each other, hear experiences, um, and it just made the, the process uh, of going back to our school sites or going back to our districts um, so much more full, I think, because you had all this insight. Well, so-and-so is doing it like this over at, you know, my friend's 
you know, site. So maybe we can try to implement something like that and really using the experience and your own artistry to really make it something vibrant at your own space. Um, and we are also going to be starting another two book uh, studies um, coming here in January. So stay tuned. And uh, the we just did Courageous Adventures. We're going to do another um, round of Courageous Adventures for those individuals by Jenny Magira, for those individuals who weren't able to make it. Um, we've actually had a member of the EC Open chat. Um, look at the books. The books are beautiful. We actually had a member of the EC Open chat um, kind of volunteer to lead individuals through another round of Courageous Adventures. So shout out to Francis Cottom. We are so grateful for you to do that. And then I'm going to be leading um, in January. And I hope that you guys will join us a, another book study on uh, Wanderlust EDU, which we're really, really excited about. All right. All right. Well, if we go into, well, I guess we already are on slide 16. So, so yeah. So uh, join us for those um, book studies. The, yeah, the first one was fantastic on Courageous Adventures. So highly recommend um, doing that one if you have not done that one yet. I have not read Wonderlust, so I'm excited for that one. And then we have our monthly meets every third Saturday of the month at uh, 9 a.m. Uh, PD, PDT, PD, I can't talk. It's late for me here. Um, so we, we have those. So make sure you sign up with our bit.ly link there so you can get notified uh, when those will come up. And of course, if you're a member of Global GEG, you will also get notified with that as well. Is there anything I'm missing, guys? I, I think you've got it. Yeah, just sign up with the bit.ly and it um, should be in the chat as well. And then we'll uh, close out tonight with inviting you to continue this discussion on Twitter. So I just retweeted this. We have weekly discussions in addition to, um, well, everything else we do, our monthly meets, our book studies, all of that. We also have weekly discussions and they go out in our chat. So we are in Google chat. And they also go out on Twitter. We want to follow or we want to continue talking with all of you. We want to know in Twitter, how might you, how might we create more time for coaching for both teachers and coaches? This is like the biggest challenge we run into is time and you can't change the amount of hours in the day. So how can you create more time? Please go into Twitter. Uh, it's at EC open chat. Um, and respond to this tweet. Oh, thank you so much. And it should be retweeted right in there at the top for you all. We'd love to hear from you and we will follow up. Hashtag easy open chat. Yeah. Yeah. I need some ideas on how to make more time. So time. fill up, fill up that Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Word. Well, we are, we are so grateful again uh, to be a part of this. We want to thank Adriana Asso one more time for putting it together, all of the uh, English, um, you know, sessions. You are a wonderful human. We love you. Oh, yeah. So excited, throwing it in. Um, and uh, we are just so grateful. We want to connect with you. So please, please, please uh, join us. And uh, we're so grateful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, you all. Thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you. All right.